Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to The Complete Man, an instructional lecture series guaranteed to transform you into the man of your dreams. With your host, Franklin May. Part 5, Do It Yourself, or They Call Me Mr. Fix-It. Chapter 1, Home Improvement. Hello, every man jack out there. As you know, my name is Franklin Elliot May. But as the introduction to this episode states, you might as well call me Mr. Fixit. Why, there's nothing I can't open up, root around in, and ultimately do something to, structurally, electronically, biologically, or otherwise. In fact, not to toot my own poot, but I'm very much the guy people in the neighborhood go to to get things going again. And that's really what this lecture series is all about. Getting things going again, the way they used to be. You stick with me, fellas, and I'll systematically take you through the steps necessary for today's man to get back to being yesterday's man. A real iron gym, if you will. A chest pounder. A jar opener. A mustache pilot. An A1 flat top. A can grow beard, but shouldn't because of beatniks. A staunch toughie. A solid rod. A mahogany Mitch. A soldier story. A rest stop Ronnie. A tummy boy. And I'll tell you what, men. It isn't just we rope swingers that want it the way it was in the good old days. No, most women do too. Why, so says my wife, my mother, and my grandmother. And on top of that, it isn't just men and women that want it that way. Men do too. So I took it upon myself to have the manliest man I know, my dad, over for a grand old Sunday afternoon fix the kitchen sink plumbing good time. Here's the recording. Golly, Pop, thanks for coming over and helping me with the old kitchen sink. <coughs> Great to be together. You okay there, Pop? Yeah, you know. If you don't smoke right away, you start coughing. So you gotta... There you go. Didn't catch a word. <sighs> ah, that's better. First cigarette, it tightens it all up. That's something you could talk about on your show. Why not? Uh, hand me one of them. Cools and <laughs> remember that time you tried to steal my cigarettes and I made you eat a tobacco leaf. Yeah, I sure do. Tobacco leaf sandwich, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. You couldn't stop crying or throwing up. Well, I was two. <sighs> How's that bourbon? Oh my god. Well, uh, anyway, here's the old monkey wrench if you want to. Took down the whole tumbler, huh? Mm -hmm. Old gypsy woman told me if you inhale over it, you can taste the souls of those who've been in the room before. In this room? Oh, yeah. No, this house is haunted. Don't you remember that as a baby, always talking about the grandma coming to see you? Gosh, now that you mention it, I guess I do. I hadn't thought about that in years. For some reason, the dead were always drawn to you. I don't know why that is. Oh. So I just leave you out in the middle of the living room at night and just, you know, you'd come out in the morning, you'd be outside. I was two. Yeah, a giant black dog just sitting there staring at you. Anyways, let's get to work. <clears throat> oh, okay. Well, uh, we got an old washer here, and I was thinking we could take a real close look at it and see if that's the source of the leak. 
Sound like a good path to progress, Pop? I would say that's probably a good idea. Or we could use actual science and just replace the washer. Well, that's what, essentially what I'm getting at. We'll take mm-hmm. a look. Essentially. With your uh, courtroom falderall walking around like little Lord Fauntleroy trying to prove he's the king of the jam party. Jam? Like fruit preserve Yeah, jam? I don't know. I'm not English, son. I'm a working man. All right. There you go. <sighs> okay, I got it off. Let's take a look, huh? Get your professional opinion there. Well, and, uh... as a man who's killed Chinese, I'd say it looks pretty good. Chinese? Hmm? You weren't in Korea, Pop. When were you killing Chinese? Oh, this was not in a war. Anyways, let's get to it. Gosh, Pop, we're learning a little bit about each other here, huh? How many times did you go to church today? Just the one. Yeah. Well, how many times did you go? Well, I just went the twice, and then I'll go back a couple times tonight. What's... What do you... What's... It's Sunday! What are you supposed to do today, Fecklin? Frecklin, Pop. Hmm? Seems weird. You named me. Oh, I didn't know. Your mother won that bet. What did you want to name me? Trash can. Trash can? Why on earth would you call me trash can? Well, your brother and I, we just seem to click, and you know, you're Mama's little baby boy. Well, now I can't help it while Mom was off doing her Broadway shows. She took me along. Mm-hmm. I'm a man's man just as sure as any fella. How many hairs do you have on your chest? Uh, 33. You counted? Well, why would you ask me if you didn't think I'd counted, Pop? Some kind of Chinese abacus boy. That's what you are. Anyway, here's the proper washer. All right, so show me how you put that in there. Well, I just place it here in the receiving cup. Excuse me? Well, the receiving cup that holds the washer. Receiving cup? Sure. No, 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 no. You call that your woman's gully. Woman's gully? Yeah, I just use anatomical terms for all of it. That's a woman's gully. Well, what do you call the faucet? Mmm, dingle leaker. Dingle leaker? Yeah, you know, when you gotta hang a piss. <laughs> Gosh, I like this. It's real colloquial. Tell me something to name. All right. Instead of a saw here, just a little basic hand saw, you call that a... Uh, uh, um, a metal cutting tool. Okay, but let's give it a nickname rather than a definition. Handsaw. Uh, Michael. All right. Screwdriver. William. Bunch of screws. William's little friends. All right, why don't you use William to screw William's little friends by the head into this wood? Uh, it's like we're talking our own language. A couple of fellas could come in and not even... <coughs> you all right there, Pop? Uh, another cigarette will fix her right up. There we go. Oh. I notice uh, you're not wearing your work shoes. Aren't you worried about your toes getting crushed when I drop this tub? I guess I could put on a couple of my steel toes. Did you bring those with you in your ballet car, whatever you call it? It's a sky blue Buick, Pop. You know, until you were 12, you always wore a wig. Do you remember that at all? You mean like a just a high and tight military sort of flat top? Well, that was the haircut I wanted to give you, but your mom wouldn't let me. So, no, it was more sort of like, um... You know Phyllis Diller? Sure. Yeah, like that. What? You mean like a gray bouffant bob? Gray or yellow or, I don't know, horse hair? You always had kind of a horse face, Frecklin. Okay, Pop. Well, I got it from you, right? <laughs> what? Well, I joked that I got it from you. Little man. Little man. Yes? I'm talking to you, little man. Yes, sir? Don't. Sorry. Don't challenge me. You're right, of I'm course. still young and vital. I'm probably going to have another kid. Well, gosh, Mom's getting up there at this point. I don't know that that's possible. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be your mother's child. It would be nice. Oh. Well? So, uh, you gonna keep this color on the walls? Yeah, Maribel chose that. Yeah. It's called Butter Touch. Mm-hmm. I don't get a lot of say on the, uh, old design decoration or anything. Why don't you stand up for yourself once? 
Well, Maribel has some strong opinions about it. Who wears the pants in this family, son? Well, I do. I'm wearing them right now. But who wears the pants? I just said I did, Pop. What do you mean? I'm trying to uncork the man that's been hidden inside your little lady's jug of a body. Well, now, what do you mean by that? I feel like I'm a right and proper man. Uh, You've got hips wide enough to birth a calf. Pop, I don't think I like you coming in my own kitchen and telling me how to be a man. Why, I've got a wife, a son, and a daughter that I think my wife adopted. And I run a fine household, thank you very much. That's my boy. What? I just wanted you to stand up for yourself and be a a true fella. I like this guy. All this time? That's all it took? Yeah. (laughs) Well, you're a real dirtbag. All right, watch it, fuckface. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, what a lark. See, when two men that respect each other fully get together to put their minds to something, there's really nothing they can't fix. Okay, what's next? Chapter 2. Let's build together. Through all the dust and grease, blood and sweat, tears and something I call woodcutter's emission, one can easily forget that working with your hands can be fun. Life doesn't always have to be repairing a flat tire or scraping the leaden paint from a goddamned hobby horse that your sister picked up at the Kelman's sorry little yard sale. I mean, they don't even really have a yard. It's more of a barren dust patch, to be honest. It's really the scourge of the neighborhood, but don't you worry. I'm ribs deep in the process of having the Neighborhood Aesthetic Coercion Committee have a brass-knuckled word or two with them. But my point is, working with tools can be a swell time. That's why I've prepared a step-by-step instructional to build something fun you can use around the house. A Dabney the Duck mail holder and pen sheath. <laughs> okay, then. It's agreed. We're having some fun now. Here are the materials you'll need to bring your duck to life. One three-quarter inch thick, five inch by five inch board of knotty Manitoban pine. One three-quarter inch thick, five inch by five inch board of clear Manitoban pine. One standard wooden clothespin from your wife's domestic supply drawer. And here are the tools you'll need to put your duck together. A good old number two Ticonderoga lead pencil. One delicate and fine-toothed coping saw. A real butch hammer. Ten ten-penny nails. Or just a one-dollar nail, I guess. I'm not sure how that works exactly. One half-inch carbide steel drill bit and one hand-cranked drill. Power drill optional, but be advised that these can be expensive, dangerous, and to some, but not to me, a little scary. One bottle Mallard's Mormon Formula wood glue. Step number one. It's time to draw your duck. Take the pencil in hand, and on the board of Manitoban knotty pine, draw a perfect silhouette of a duck. Now, whether you choose a fulvous whistling duck, a double-billed lake shitter, or a weak-peckered jackfowl, just make sure it's done picture-perfect and from memory. Go ahead. I'll wait. you do? Let's take a look. Ah. Well, I haven't seen anything as shit all stupid as that since my own kid tried to draw a picture of me as a little matchstick girl. I mean, I ended up looking like a sag-chested nifty, not the stalwart man of action you hear and don't see before you now. 
Why don't you give it another go and let's get it right this time. Now, think of a duckbill. No, that's a bicycle with genitals. Ah, now that's it. That's closer. Yes. Warmer still. Now stop. There, you got it. Nice work, Galumpus. Step number two. It's time to cut out your duck. Now, place the board in a vise and cut out the shape of a duck using the coping saw. But be careful. Knives, saws, and drills are not to be toyed with. The simplest distraction can easily lead to an injury, loss of limb, or even death. Why, it just so happens my uncle lost his life to a jerry on the front lines of World War I. But I imagine if he hadn't, he would have died from a saw wound. Anyway, have you finished cutting out your duck silhouette? No? Well, go ahead. Now remember, pay careful attention to what you're doing. Don't let anything distract you while you're concentrating. Color me impressed. Step number three. It's time to secure your duck. Now, it's time to secure your duck to its baseboard using a hammer and nail. First, center the duck on a piece of 5 inch by 5 inch clear Manitoban pine. I hope you chose a crystal clear board of Manitoban pine for this so that you could contrast the knotty and bespeckled duck from its founding. What's that? You accidentally cut the duck out of the clear pine and have only the knotty pine left for the base? Oh, I see. And you're also a white-livered drifter with long eyelids? Well, that all makes sense. Hope you're proud of the work you've done here today. Well, you may continue on, but I really must insist that you change your duck's name from my trademarked and quality-tested character of Dabney to something else like Dullard or Dimmy or just shit duck. You see, the knotty pine was meant to represent the nature-flecked pattern of the waterfowl's feathers, while the clear pine board stands in for the glass-like surface of its serene and tranquil lake. But never mind. Just nail it from the bottom however you want at this point. It's not like craftsmanship matters. Step number four. It's time to drill your duck. Next, you'll need to drill two holes in the top of the duck's back to act as pen holders. If you have a drill press or can take a trip down to the local drillery, then do that. But if you're like most of us, you'll have to settle for a good old Mennonite hand-turned drill. Place the duck on your workbench and secure with a clamp. Then mark two evenly spaced pilot holes, three-eighths of an inch from the side, and when you're ready, begin drilling. Make sure to go in straight. If not, you'll have the nib of your cross pen sticking out the side of your little friend. And then what will the missus think? If you can't drill a grouse, then you can't drill a spouse. Mamie Eisenhower. Step number five. It's time to give your duck a voice. It's time to attach the clothespin bill to Dabney's body. Since this will stand in as the duck's mouth, you'll have to saw the top half of its head off and glue the clothespin between the head and the neck. This spring-loaded clothespin mouth will hold the mail and bills that will be waiting for you when you come home from work each day, so you'd better make it count. 
You don't want to miss out on that Christmas bonus, sweepstakes prize notification, or secret invitation to Lord Azalea's up-all-night poetry party. Take a moment to glue. I'll wait. Ah, a roaming seedling eye. If life be but a fertile earth and I a soaring spore, what ground perchance to land on but a patch of balmy thatch? One so trodden as to seem born of musk and juicy stew. <laughs> a swamp of pleasures and dark delights wherein one's ripe cantilevered stalk shoots insatiable toward the sky, peppering the earth with little puff babies. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. I was uh, uh, just reading some of my son's homework. Huh. That sounded like poetry. You simply can't believe the stuff they're exposing kids to these days. Though I suppose that was a fine poem with a tight and consistent theme, and if it were to finally be reviewed in Lord Azalea's underground poetry pamphlet, he might find he liked it. Anyway. Step number seven. Your duck is done. Well, you've done it. Congratulations, woodworker. You're a man now. Sand him down a little and throw on a coat of varnish and really feel the pride. Take a step back and take in your work. Show it to your wife. Show it to your son. Find a place of honor for it to rest. On the television? Among the fine china? Atop the entryway commode? Wherever it be, you've created something of quality for the home and something with which you can throw in the face of anyone who says you don't do anything around the house, Maribel's mother, Pris. Introduction. Fences mended. Well, that does it for this episode of The Complete Man. If you'd like more information about the topics covered in this tutorial, visit your local library, newsstand, or designated masculinity affirmation center. My DMAC is located in the basement of my neighbor Wayne's house. He's done the boys of Yellowgrass Lane a great service by furnishing the place with lamb's wool hammocks, a cedar snooker table, some real nice posters of jiggle ladies, and a very fun machine we boys call the finger puller. If you haven't already, see if you can locate your masculinity affirmation center and start getting back to being Jack. Take a return to Vern. Come home to Gome. Gome was a Belgian friend of mine from the wars. Great guy, Gome. He once ate a whole wheel of cheese with his butt. True story. Anyway, we'll talk to you real soon, listeners. Goodbye now. The Complete Man with Matt Gourley as Frecklin May. Chris Tallman as Harry May, and me, Mark McConville, as Mort the Announcer. The Complete Man is written and produced by Matt Gourley. Executive produced by Amanda Lund. Until next time, this is Mort Kleinman for The Complete Man. Erios. Powered by ACAST. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.